This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Friday, September 2nd, and let's talk about the weather forecast. Well, today may well be the last warm day of the year in western Washington, if warm means temperature greater than 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, But let's first talk about the forecast before I get into climatology. Tomorrow, Saturday morning, an upper-level weather disturbance will be coming through. This is an upper-level trough of low pressure that will bring clouds and light rain, mainly drizzle over western Washington with partly cloudy skies in the afternoon west of the Cascade Crest with highs only getting into the mid-70s. Sunday will be a few degrees warmer with partly cloudy skies, so Sunday will actually be quite a nice day around here. Monday will be a bit cooler with highs rising perhaps into the lower 70s, not much more than that. Eastern Washington is a different story. Right now, smoke from the Cedar Creek fires of the Central Oregon Cascades is rapidly spreading across eastern Washington. Uh, And in eastern Washington, temperatures will get into the upper 90s and the lower 100s today in several locations. The wild card for temperature today, Friday in eastern Washington, is the smoke from the Cedar Creek fire, because smoke has a substantial cooling effect during the day because it scatters or reflects solar radiation back into space. Now, the upper level disturbance that's gonna move through on Saturday will go through eastern Washington, and eventually the flow change associated with that upper level disturbance will probably push the smoke out to the wet, to the east by late Sunday. So the the Oregon fire smoke will head out over eastern Oregon, and I expect it should allow things to clear in eastern, in eastern Washington. Um, but in any case, the passage of the disturbance will bring in cooler air, and I expect eastern Washington temperatures will be down in the mid-90s as we, as, as we get into the weekend and, mon- and on Monday. So temperatures are going to cool down there. Now, looking at the extended range forecasts, it appears that heat waves our history, at least this year, for the Northwest. You know, so probably for the rest of the year, you're not going to see the primo high temperatures anymore. Looking at the f- computer models, looking out 10 days where I have some confidence in the forecasts, there is no hint of any situation that could bring temperatures to above 85 degrees in western Washington. In fact, I don't see anything getting above the lower 80s. And I don't see anything that will get the temperatures to 100 degrees in the eastern part of the region. So I think the, during the next week, we're in the clear. And certainly by mid-September, the chances of exceeding 85 in the west, 100 degrees in the east, becomes very, very slight. Another thing to mention is that our minimum temperatures over the northwest from now on will reliably drop into the 50s every night. And that's important because that's cool enough to ensure good sleep. So I think for most of you, certainly in the West, you can probably put away the AC and most of your fans 
I think just opening the window will be good enough in the West uh, starting tomorrow. Thanks a lot for listening. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. Fall is in the air. Although we are still technically in astronomical summer, the meteorological signs of fall are already becoming very evident. Meteorological autumn is here. Let me tell you about a few of the signs. The most obvious one is the, lo- is the longer nights we're experiencing and the weakening sun. Thus, the earth and the atmosphere are receiving substantially less warming from the sun, even during clear skies. In late June, our region receives about 16 hours of daylight. Today, it is 13 hours, 18 minutes. We have lost over two and a half hours of sun. And the sun is weaker, even when it's up there, with the intensity at noon down about 25%. You can really feel the difference, at least I can when I'm outside. With nights getting longer, uh, but still being clear, generally clear, this is results in the Earth being able to radiate more heat to space in the infrared portion of the electromagnetic spectrum. So there's more infrared cooling to space uh, during the, the night hours. The result of this is that we're seeing declining minimum temperatures with some valley stations in the Cascades and and over eastern Oregon and Washington dropping into the low 40s and even into the 30s. Believe it or not, there were even some below freezing temperatures last night, such as at Seneca, Oregon, which is located in a lower elevation area in the highlands of eastern Oregon. So freezing temperatures already occurring at night. Looking more broadly, there have been major changes that have occurred in the atmospheric circulation during the last month to month and a half. So between midsummer and now. Now the jet stream, which is the current of strong winds from the west to the east that occurs in the mid-latitudes at higher elevations, and we're talking about roughly 20,000 to 35,000 feet. The jet stream, this narrow current of strong winds in the upper atmosphere, has become stronger and has started to move south. I mean, much stronger. Why is this occurring? Well, the jet stream is associated with a large north-south difference in temperature in the mid-latitudes. And the Arctic has already started to cool down, uh, while the tropics and subtropics remain warm. So with the Arctic, the northern climbs cooling down rapidly already, south staying warm, there is an increase in the temperature change north-south, or the temperature gradient. So that's going up, and that results in a stronger jet stream. And it's more than that. A stronger jet stream and a stronger temperature change north-south is fuel for storms, such as the mid-latitude cyclones that bring wind and cloudiness here in the northwest. And these mid-latitude cyclones, these disturbances in the atmosphere, are becoming stronger and more active. 
can see that on the weather maps. Strangely, the cooling of fall can produce great danger here in the Northwest, as occurred during the Labor Day period of 2020. The cooling of the interior of the continent in, in late summer, early fall, can produce cold, dense air that results in high pressure at low levels. This is because the pressure near the surface reflects the weight of the atmosphere above. And the interior of the continent, if it's starting to get cooler and denser for the air, the pressure goes up. Now, high pressure in the interior with lower pressure on the coast can result in a large east-west pressure gradient. And differences in pressure like that can force powerful easterly winds, winds from the east, that can stoke local wildfires. That's what happened in 2020. This effect of the cooling of the interior in, early, in, in late summer, early fall, and high pressure there explains why most of the great wildfires over and west of the Cascades have been in late summer and early fall. Virtually all of them. This is the reason why. So it's basically now. Fortunately, uh, the the current forecast model uh, predictions for next week don't so sh show such strong winds, but we must keep vigilant. The final sign of meteorological order is the beginning of the return of weather systems, cyclones and fronts and the like, with attendant clouds and light rain. And you're not going to have to wait very long to see this sign. It will happen tomorrow. Saturday morning, as an upper-level disturbance moves through the northwest, bringing some clouds and showers, particularly in the morning. Meteorological fall is here. Enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.